and welcome to the den. What? <laughs> I clipped that so hard. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, that was so funny. Yeah, I think. No, it's just take two. Dude, you which know this doesn't even matter. No, it doesn't. But you know what's crazy though? What's crazy? Uh, I heard that uh, not only are the Cubs going to the Super Bowl, but also <laughs> Tony Ferguson and Khabib are going to fight without being in the same room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you watch uh, on uh, the first Chael Sonnen put out a video about it? Okay, first of watch all, out, watch the that Cubs video. are not going to the Super Bowl because the Cubs are a baseball team. Yeah, exactly. They can't play in the Super Bro, Bowl. That's a football uh, well, championship. I mean, but everything's on its head right now, so you never know what could happen or what could come out of this You're whole right. thing. Dude, apparently, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna get back to that MMA thing. But apparently, ESPN is setting up uh, uh, games of horse, you know, on a basketball court where you like shoot from the same spot as somebody else. But all these like high profile basketball players are gonna play from their home courts. And they're going to stream it. And so they'll basically just mirror each other on their own courts to play horse on TV for people to watch. <laughs> Which, if that's legit, I want to watch it. Uh, dude, that basketball is already cool. so boring that You're that would that would that would literally be the death of no, the sport. No, 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 no. Let's not get into it. It would be the uh, death no, of the sport. No, because you're wrong. I played I want to hear about this Khabib Ferguson thing. Okay, dude, it's crazy. I heard Khabib was stuck in Russia and that yeah. the fight definitely wasn't going to happen. Well, now guess what Russia did? They made it okay for private jet flights to come into and leave Russia. Okay, but how are they going to fight without being in the same room? That's not possible. Well, are they just going to play UFC three no, or no. whatever it is? <laughs> oh, that'd probably be a better idea than what was presented by Dana White and the UFC. <laughs> what we'll did get into. what did they present? Uh, well, so apparently there's this history, and Chael Sonnen went into this really in depth. Uh, on his on his uh, podcast deal, but there's this history in every sport and every martial arts, except for in MMA, of fighters, contenders, um, artists doing a series of exercises, and how well they completed those exercises and the time they completed them in, ranked them on a on their list like for instance heavyweight boxers they did the uh this i forget back in the early 1900s i think and they went around to all these heavyweight boxers had them complete the same list of challenges and the um how well they did determine their ranking, ranking and then when they fought the ranking ended up being accurate and so uh there's this the ufc is talking about they put together this whole list of challenges and they're going to have Tony and Khabib do these challenges separately and then um, they're going to air it as the fight and then to have the judges determine the winner no, that's of, stupid. of the Tony-Khabib um, fight. So, no, that's like one of the most anticipated fights in a long time and it needs to yeah. actually happen even if they just have to postpone it Probably like nobody's going to be happy with it yeah but i mean how when would they postpone it to cuz here's the deal khabib being the devout muslim that he is is about to go on to ramadan adan well it'll have to just be postponed longer which is unfortunate and everybody's going to be bummed about but yeah i For mean the fifth i think time yeah postponed. yeah but that's better than somehow calling a fight win off of a series of exercises. <laughs> like, wow, you ran on that elliptical really well. Oh. Hey, Siri, Siri. shut up. Series. <laughs> no, just leave me alone. Yeah. Thank Sometimes you. Sometimes Siri's the most annoying person in the room. Yeah, usually. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get this thing started. And welcome to the Uncovered Podcast. My name's Joshua. And my name is Kendall. We're here to talk about our journey. Let's get into it. So, yeah, that uh, whole UFC thing, I was a little skeptical of it at first. And then at the end of the video, Chelsea was like, and you guys are so gullible, it's April 1st. 
And I was like, oh, well, oh. thought there was something a little sus about it. <laughs> so I'm just like. That's stupid, dude. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But welcome to our second part in our identity conversation. Yeah, And it's uh, episode four. Who knew? Crazy. I didn't think that we'd be this far four months ago. And then now here we are. And it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah, we're talking about walking out our identity today. Yeah. If you listen to uh, last week's episode, awesome. If you haven't yet, I'd encourage you maybe go back and listen to that episode first. I think there's some things we're going to kind of key off of and touch on um, in kind of continuation of, of that conversation in today's episode. So, uh, yeah, but glad you're here. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe, staying healthy. And uh, if you're listening to this far into the future, um, this is being recorded during the uh, 2020 coronavirus COVID-19 situation been in. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Got... And there's it's not oh. that there's a shortage of beer. Yeah, yeah, that's not what the corona pandemic is. Nope, definitely not. No, different kind of corona. Yep. And sadly, it's worse somehow. Yeah, much worse. That's about <laughs> all right. Uh, we need to we need to get into this, bro. Yeah. Um, got my coffee. Got my water. Feeling comfy. Ready oh. to go. Glad glad you're here with me, man. Glad we get to do this together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, we kind of actually ended last um, last week's episode talking a little bit about. Um, I was sharing, you know, my beliefs as far as um, identity really only being able to be discovered in the context of family and community. And I did actually want to say this and address this, that um, if you don't have a really healthy family unit or have grown up without family um, in the traditional sense or anything like that, um, you're, you're not at a disadvantage because of that or anything like that. Family can be created that even if you're not born into a super healthy family unit or whatever, I know Josh, your family has had its own difficulties and challenges yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but um, you're not a victim to your environment, but you can you can actually choose to be a part of and engage with community and family in a context that will unlock and will um, help you develop and discover your identity. Yeah. That's one of the beautiful things about us being human is the fact that we get to choose our environment a lot of times, and um, your the environment that you create doesn't have to be the same one that you were born into. Mm-hmm. And like animals, don't really get to choose their environment. Yeah. Where they're born, it's where they'll usually stay, and um, where they'll usually flourish, thrive, or die. Yeah. And we as humans, we can be born into something. We can inherit something that isn't something that we want, something that's healthy, something that is good, beneficial, and we can choose to change that, reinvent that, um, restructure that. And so that's one of the beautiful things about being human that we get to decide. Yeah. I think one of the, isn't it one of the like major things that separates humans from other creatures and animals is that we can manipulate and change our environment. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's and hold forks. Yeah, we can hold forks. With a I, thumb. Think, I think monkeys have opposable thumbs. Yeah. Well, Primates, we can playing games. They can't play games. They can't play games. Like, ex- like have they put an Xbox controller? Yeah, Xbox games. They, they, they can't do it. <laughs> Oh like man, that's too way. bad. Anyway. I always wanted to play Xbox with a monkey. Bro. Actually, play, I get to every week when yeah, I play with you. Yeah, just play against a Titan in Destiny. Play or just against play a with you. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways. So ridiculous, man. Uh, oh my goodness. But yeah, talking about identity. Yeah. In Destiny. In Destiny? And Destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different Destiny, though. Yeah. Oh man. It's too much. Well, folks, we'll see what happens today. Yeah. We're going to have a good time, though. Well, I think uh, 
for me, some of my thoughts that I've been having in regards to this conversation and topic of, of identity is um, that there's, obviously us as Christians, we have a, a much differing worldview than a lot of people have um, that we, we view our identity as uh, God-given of that like we believe that our Bible tells us that God knows us he knows everything about us he made us he formed us all the stuff that I I'm valuable because of what he says that I am who he says I am not what other people say I am that I'm actually freed up from any labels or anything that people can try to put on me because of uh, my belief that uh, I'm defined not by even my actions or labels or circumstance or anything like that. I'm not a victim to any of those things, but I'm actually defined by what God says about me. And there's a there's a certain level of freedom and beauty that comes from that. And I think that's really, really, uh, well, that's impossible to achieve apart from that kind of perspective. Um, I know you know, we, we want to be sensitive in a sense, talking about, um, some of this stuff, but I think there's a lot of people that are so, uh, defined by and tied to different labels mm-hmm. that are thrown around in culture today that, I mean, I can even remember, you know, back in high school or whatever that, you know, the, the labels of like, well, are you a jock? Are you a, mm-hmm. you know, are you like, <laughs> you know, you were, you were kind of defined by these different labels thrown around about who you'd hang out with, what you did for fun, all this stuff. And, um, I can think back and, you know, I, I did basically just play sports all the time and that was kind of my life. But, um, I can think back and remember when I, I'd, I'd purposely try to reject different labels and stuff that it's like, I think innately and at the core of who people are like we as humans we we like to push against labels we don't like to be bound by these different labels or parameters if you will that we were made for more we were made to be big we were made to be great i believe as humans and when we give into and begin to believe these different labels or um, things that people put on us, I think it is a severe detriment to who we are as humans and that, you know, one, I don't want to be defined by what I do, but I don't want to be defined by what anybody else says about me or what my inner voice says about me because of my past or my choices or whatever the case might be. Um, so I'd like for us to maybe, you know, break down some of the different label stuff, dive into that conversation a little bit. But. Yeah. Yeah, I find it very interesting talking about labels and different things that, for instance, the Enneagram, if you look at it, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of value in it, a lot of value in understanding yourself and your tendencies, things like that. And we had that, a lot of that conversation last episode, but part of what I want to dive into a little bit in this episode is the fact that uh, in the Bible we see that Jesus tells us to be like him and that we're made in the image of God. We see that in the beginning of the Bible, that we're made in the image of God and Jesus calls us to be like he is and like actually says the phrase, as I am, so are you in this world. And so there's a bunch of different meanings and depth to that statement but part of this is actually like us looking like jesus and if you look at the enneagram and you look at jesus life he was every single number on that spectrum and he displayed attributes of every single number in the enneagram and um, every tendency in the Enneagram, all the positive tendencies, he displayed all of them. Mm -hmm. And um, part of that is, yes, we as humanity are made in the image of God. And so humanity as a whole displays, um, your personalities display the 
um, wholeness of who God is, but also we're not called to be in a box. Yeah. And we are not to be um, limited by a number on a test that was created by some really smart people. Yeah. No, it's really good, man. I like I'll even use myself as an example. So I'm a, uh, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. Yeah. Which I like. I don't even know much about it. Most of what I know has been stuff I've learned from other people around me who have studied much more of it. Um. But I'm what's called the challenger, um, and I tend to, um, according to the Enneagram, I'm the personality that's, uh, can kind of be the mean boss, the, the <laughs> type A personality leader, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've, there are times I can be like that and lean that way, um, but if I was to label myself as an eight, and live under that label all the time, um, that would actually be contrary to who I know I actually am. Yeah. Cause there's a huge part of me that's extremely patient, extremely kind, you know, like obviously I believe like leadership at its core is actually serving and I love to serve, you know, there's all these things that are like who I am that are actually contrary to my Enneagram type. <laughs> and so I think it's really, really important that we, we broaden this, this whole idea of our identity and yeah. we make it bigger. And I love what you're talking about that, you know, we as humans, we're not, we're not designed to be super small, finite <laughs> creatures. Like God actually designed for us to be great. We were made in the image of an infinite God and we limit ourselves to such finite things so often. And I, I, I want us, you know, and I want you to have, have some courage and, and break out of any different labels or molds or things that you felt stuck by or yeah. where you felt trapped in a box of this is who I am, this is what I have to do or whatever it might be. That Those, those things can be a, an aspect of who you are. They can be a season of your life or a season of who you are even. But don't allow yourself to be defined fully by those things that we were made to be great. We were made to do much and be much. And uh, it's it's a shame that we so often live so far below what, what God actually intended for us as human beings on yeah. this earth. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, One of the things that I have taken to heart, and I know I've... I've said this in episode one or two, but um, the whole uh, Proverbs 11.1 1 about uh, false balance being an abomination to the Lord. Yeah. Um, I've, n- I've never wanted to fit into any of those boxes. And a lot of times I can come across as being um, stubborn or contrary in certain conversations because I have a tendency to bring the other side mm-hmm. of an argument yeah. almost all the time. And I, I do it just like it just I just do it because um, sometimes we make these generalizations and part of this like the whole um, testing thing that people testing their personalities is generalizations and then putting people in, into boxes um, where sometimes, and um, I know that I have been guilty of this to a different degree, um, but there's there can potentially be a tendency to look at somebody and s- judge by a few actions who they are mm-hmm. and um, fit them into a box. Well, they're, they're this way, and then there's no real need or urgency in you to get to know that person mm. because you have defined them and quantified who they are and put a number on who they are and said, well, that's who you are and I don't need to um, really discover you because I know. Yeah. I know you. And um, there's, there's, like I've said many times, a lot of value and 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 um, good that these 
tests do and and taking these tests and knowing tendencies especially like the negative tendencies mm-hmm. um and i i would say like with you you in the past have displayed a lot more of the negative side of the eight whereas now you display a lot of the positive sides of the eight much less of the negative and you're also growing as a human to where now you don't fit into that box of being mm-hmm. an eight. Yeah. Um, you have these aspects and attributes and tendencies and bents that are very much an eight, yeah. if you will. But there's also, I see, you know, a four, I see a six mm-hmm. and, you know, a two and a one and, and these yeah. different things. And so, and even you know not and so it, it, you go you go and growing as a person will cause you to break out of these boxes and one of the things actually me and Isaiah had a conversation last night uh, over the phone we had a confrontation conversation mm-hmm. um, over the phone last night and game. yeah it was it was super good um, and we went deeper in relationship and I discovered some things about him that like, Oh, I didn't actually know that. Like you've grown out of your past tendencies Mm. and you're not like that anymore. And you know, vice versa. And so, um, you have to have those conversations. You have to be open to discovering people and you have to be okay with being wrong in your quantification of mm-hmm. a person's um, personality or who you might think that they are. Yeah. I I think it's really important too that obviously we recognize and we know that we are all unique people. That I, yes. will, I will never be strong in every area in such a way that I don't need other people around me. Absolutely. That we were made for community. We were made to complement one another. Um we were made to help each other, to be there for each other. That The Bible talks about in Proverbs when two people are on a journey, when one man falls, the other is there to pick him up. That there's a reality yeah. that I have to do this journey of life with people, that I cannot do it alone. But that is not to say that we cannot grow in these different areas and that I don't want to be put into a box that, like you, you talked about earlier, Jesus was a beautiful picture of so many of these different quote unquote personality types and strengths and all these different things throughout his life that we want to, we want to do our best to grow in those different areas and different facets of who we are. Um, that, that, that actually brings a fuller picture to who I really am as a human. And so that, that's really what we're diving into that we don't want our identity is not going to be determined by a specific label or a specific moment or a specific yes. thing we can do, that our identity is much bigger, much broader, much more beautiful in scope, that it's not a single color across an entire canvas, but my life is a beautiful picture of many different colors and facets and depths and all these things that I want. I want all of it in my life. I don't want just just a little portion of it or a small small tidbit of it did i was thinking earlier though um (laughs) how especially in christian circles the enneagram or these different personality types have almost become like our version of horoscopes (laughs) (laughs) where it's like there's there is a lot of like generalization and things that it has to be because there's how many billions of people on the planet yeah and there's nine enneagram types yeah. So obviously, and there are, there is a lot of truth and a lot of really, really good things about it. But I think it's like, well, let's be careful not to be like, because there's days I could probably read the like three Enneagram type. And on that given day, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm definitely a three. <laughs> like, because of how I reacted, responded to something or how I was feeling in that yeah. moment. And so it's really, really important that we don't, we we don't put ourselves in a box and we don't get stuck in these certain things but we we're we're looking at the totality of our identity 
not just a snapshot of it in a moment. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Tuesday. I'm a three. My my Enneagram says I'm a three today. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, man. Gosh, dig it. <laughs> Dude, anytime anybody in school would ask me what my, uh, what's what's it even called? the Your, like, astrological sign? Yeah, or what whatever? your sign is. Okay, I, I still to this day have no idea what my sign is. I know it's based off of your, like, birthday or whatever. Yeah. But people would always be like, you don't know what your sign is? I was like, no, I have no idea. Then they'd ask me my birthday. And then they'd figure it out for me and tell me, and I still can't remember, yeah. even though it's been told to me who knows how many times. Yeah. Um, but I always just told them that the position of the stars when I was born like has no effect on my life, yeah. which is true. Yeah, the only reason I, I know mine is because I did a lot of online dating. <laughs> and that's like a huge part of it. <laughs> that's funny. Because aren't there like, don't they think certain like signs are compatible yeah. with one another? Yeah, it's like this whole thing. Like, yeah, it's pretty much endless. What a what a crazy world we live in. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, dude, I straight up had a, a girl one time um, ask me what my astrological sign was, and I obviously knew it by that point. And uh, she's like, she's like, wow, I love the energy of a Leo. It's so important. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> love the... I love the energy of a living human. It's just it's so important <laughs> yeah. that you're alive. Yeah. That you're breathing. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Josh, I'm so glad you're alive today. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's like... I could, we could probably make a lot of money just writing those, though. Writing horoscopes. Oh, yeah. oh dude, it'd be so totally. easy. Totally. It's so easy. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't even know the signs, but like, oh, you're a Gemini? This is your horoscope today. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes opened this morning and it was the most beautiful thing <laughs> it's like my eyes did open when i woke up this morning that's oh how did they know that's incredible i totally am a gemini <laughs> i did have to use the bathroom when i woke up that's amazing that's such a leo thing <laughs> to use the bathroom after you wake up my god dude that's, i can relate oh my gosh <laughs> So relatable. So, so relatable. Oh my god! All right. Uh, we just made a lot of uh, We're gonna... people upset. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh. Hey, man. don't, don't, don't hate us. Just yeah. Don't us. hate us because you ain't us. Yep. <laughs> Careful. That's such a tricky thing to say, Joshua. Yeah. Okay. Dude, wasn't it? Oh, what was that movie? It's been so long since so I watched it. Uh, James Franco and and um 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 oh. Dude, I don't know he, where you're going. He's the guy this. Michael Lighty got mistaken for for him one time after he cut his beard. Um like his like the Oh man. No idea. Oh. I wish I could remember his name. He's kinda of funny. But uh, dude. Anyway. I'm sorry, I can't that remember. That movie where they become like hired by the US government and they're just like they go over to, to North Korea and end up killing the uh Kim Jong un. Is that the interview? Uh, it might have been. I never it's saw been it though. So long, dude. I never saw anyway. it. I don't think that's that old, old of a movie, dude. Yeah, but it's been. I watched it like three times, and I thought it was hilarious. And then I did never watch it again, and I for, totally forgot what it was called. Yeah. Well, I think it's the interview, but I never saw it. Yeah. No. There's like the interview, the interns, just a bunch of <laughs> movies like that that are. Start with the only, the only similarity is that they start with an I. Yeah, but you have to in- interview an intern. They're very similar <laughs> in connotation. Oh my gosh, you're ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. Well, dude, actually, I did want to talk a little bit. Um, this is a little bit um, of a hot topic, I'd say, in our in our world today. Um, but I think it's a good example of kind of this overall idea of what we're wanting to talk about. Yeah. The, um, there's this thing, um, if any of you are on, uh, on Twitter or maybe it's on Instagram now too, but this thing where you're uh, supposed to put your, um, pronouns and I'm doing air quotes around pronouns. Um, so it's put your pronouns in your bio so people know how to address you and, uh, bro, what about the con nouns though? There's pro pros and cons to everything. That was the dumbest. They left joke. it out. They left yeah, it out. That was God. That didn't work well, Josh. It no, it did. It did. No, it didn't. Anyways, we were saying. <laughs> let's move on. All right, all right, we'll move on. Um, I was saying it's uh, it's a it's a thing people are doing in our culture today of putting putting their pronouns in, and 
I think it's a, um, we don't need to dive into the whole political side about gender identity and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's a good snapshot of kind of what we're talking about and wanting to touch on that. Um, I don't believe identity is defined by something so small as gender, if you will, that <laughs> like obviously a terrible adjective. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it was, but whatever. Um, like obviously we we believe, and the Bible clearly states that God made mankind male and female. That we believe there's two genders. That you're born certain gender. There, like, it's not something you change. It's not something you wake up and you identify as something else. Um, but regardless of any of that, that's such a small facet of who we are as human beings and as people that like ultimately like my identity is not defined by the fact that I'm a man or this is the the arrangement of the chromosomes I was born with right like mm-hmm. um that my identity is much bigger than that much broader that God made me in many many different unique ways and with different giftings and talents and uh, abilities and likes and dislikes and you know, all these different things that make up who we are and our culture is so often enamored by these really like small things in my opinion that like obviously like my heart goes out to people dealing with that or like unsure of their identity in in that sense of, of their gender and my heart like brace for that like I want I want people to feel like secure. I want people to be at peace. I want I want people to know that they're loved and valued as they are and all that stuff. Um, but it's become such a like hot topic thing in culture today, and it makes me sad that like people are being so defined by this these, in my opinion, like pretty small things. And yeah, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, um, it's pretty um, sad when ever like a person feels so sidelined that they have to um, define every aspect of who they are by something that they didn't choose that they. Mm-hmm. Uh, like is out like basically external um, and something that is completely unchangeable because you can't change the DNA of an individual, which is where your sex and gender is determined. Um, And so like there's no surgery, no procedure, nothing that can change that. And so it's people trying to grab control of things that they don't really have any control over because they mm-hmm. are broken or hurting in some way. Um, and another thing, like there's absolutely no shame in that because the reality is most people have had a homosexual thought mm-hmm. at least once. Almost every single person on the planet has had that at least once. And the difference is somebody grabbed a hold of that and said, oh, well, this is who I am. And so, like, like, it's literally just a decision that can be, that can be changed. Like, don't. Don't take a, a, a thought that entered your head as a definition of everything that you are and everything that you exist to be. And so it, it's just not it's, it's not even like sad necessarily in a way. it's just it's just really it's just really 
like it, it it just hurts yeah yeah and i think like there's so many of these quote-unquote identity decisions being yeah. made out of places of like authority figures or parents or whatever that just didn't know how to handle a certain situation or react to certain things or love kids more often than not as they should be loved and I'm really thankful I grew up in a really healthy household but I know that's not always the normal and I think about like all the like young kids who are especially nowadays being fed these ideas of you can change your gender, you can change your sexual preference and all this stuff based on these different things or different moments. But it's like, man, like that's such a small, small piece of who we are as humans. And if it's literally birthed out of one moment of a parent not, not knowing why they're son maybe is playing with Barbie dolls or something like, yeah. and they don't know how to handle it. And so they're like, well, maybe my son is this way or this way or whatever. Or maybe I have a daughter stuck in a, a male body. Like that stuff is just, it, it breaks my heart because yeah. it's, it's such a small thing. Like, man, like I had a sister. I remember I played, I don't even remember uh, Polly pockets or something like that. Like these little mm-hmm. doll things we'd play. Like, I'm really thankful. Like, I grew up in a healthy household where it's like I could play dolls with my sister and, like, things yeah. were fine. You know what I mean? Like, that I wasn't defined by that, that my parents rather focused on my character yeah. as a growing boy. Like, did I know how to share? Did I know how to love people? Did I know how to interact with people, engage with people? Did I know like begin to discover things about me what did I like I like to play sports I like to be outside you know the all these different things that are actually much bigger parts of who I am in the long run of my life on this earth rather than I liked playing with dolls for a minute you know what I mean like yeah to me it's these really really big in people's minds identity shifting decisions being birthed out of really really small places yeah yeah, or even, like, for instance, there's a, in one of my classes that I was teaching before this whole thing happened, but um, there's a little girl who's probably six, seven, like seven at the oldest. Um, but she, she identifies as a boy, and her name is a boy's name. Mm-hmm. And I, like, realized... Like, oh my goodness, like, her parents just wanted a boy and mm. gave their daughter a boy's name and then told their daughter that their daughter is a boy. And so wow. now she believes that she's a little boy. And it's super heartbreaking because, you know, she is this awesome little girl. Yeah. And she believes she's a little boy and it's because there's shame in her being a girl and there's pressure for her to be something that she was not born to be because her parents wanted something else. Yeah. Parents didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. Man, it's, it's a, it's a really, really tough thing. And I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a youth pastor. My heart goes out to young people more and more. I'm having young students that are asking these types of questions, wanting to know what's going on. I mean, they're being fed a constant stream of this type of ideology and thinking and worldview all the time. And it's really, really necessary that we have these kind of conversations. And we're not like we have no training on these topics or (laughs) like advanced learning or anything like that but this is something that's happening today in our culture and in the world that we live in and I think it's really really important that we have these types of conversations and maybe even if there's just one person someday that listens to this podcast and is like wow like I'm actually made to be more than just this identity of I'm I'm a girl or I'm a boy or yeah I like girls or I like boys, yeah. whatever, that there's actually more to your identity and that 
like man the the importance for us to have our identity found in God and found in a place of community that you know I think of that that girl that you teach like if she had and if her parents knew who they were mm-hmm. and that they were loved and they were vowed you know what I mean like it would these things wouldn't be happening and we'd we wouldn't have to be having these types of conversations yeah. because of what's going on in our culture and, and my heart my heart goes out to people in those situations and especially young people and especially kids being yeah. being fed these these things and these labels being put on them even as really really young kids that this is who you are that's actually contrary to how they're designed and how they're made. Yeah. That's stuff and it's necessary for us to us to love people really well. Yeah. And to help them walk walk this stuff out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And the part of the whole identity thing, uh, another aspect of it I feel like is um this I like your life will always confirm your beliefs and the things that you see will always confirm your beliefs. And so um, more and more we're seeing a building of confirmation bias towards these identity issues that are incorrect. Um, Like certain medical research may come out and be like, well, you know, th- like this whole thing of separating sex from gender. And there's no actual legit medical evidence yeah. to support any of that at all. And we're seeing it happen. Or social media reinforcing the division between Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. Um, like all, all of this, like you're, you're building a echo chamber Mm -hmm. and then you live inside of that echo chamber and anything that isn't a part of your echo chamber, you reject as being wrong. Yeah. And that's actually something that I've thought about and had to think about and had to walk out about being a Christian. Mm -hmm. And like, is there certain things of confirmation bias that I believe, uh, like about the Bible or about, you know, myself, about uh, my whole belief system, belief mm-hmm. structure? And so one of the things that I do pretty regularly is um, I don't I, – I listen to s- some Christian podcasts and stuff like this one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I listen to this podcast, but um, – I listen to certain Christian podcasts uh, like Connected Life, different things like that. But I predominantly listen to secular podcasts. And I predominantly um, listen to certain secular media because I do not want to live in a biased echo chamber that I've built for myself. And I want to have my ideas and thoughts and beliefs challenged by individuals who are much, much smarter than me, who know way more about certain topics than I do, who don't have the same belief structure that I have. And so doing that strengthens why I believe what I believe. And it breaks down things that I realize like, oh, I'm just believing that because that's what I was told as a kid or mm. or this or that, the other thing. And I think that's something that's super super ultra crucial that we as people and as a society have to get back to is this place of having conversation to be proven wrong like being okay with being wrong and that being wrong doesn't mean that you as a human being are are innately flawed or are um, wrong or less than because you believe something that wasn't necessarily 100 percent true or accurate yeah and i think like we we have a huge advantage 
as Christians that I can engage in conversation like that because I can bring everything back to the Bible. I can bring it back to the Word of God that I have a, like I have a foundation yeah. to build my belief system on, and I can, like it will stand up to the test. Yeah, and so I can. I don't have to insulate with this echo chamber of, yeah, just like I don't want to be around the people that just look like me, talk like me, act like me all yeah. the time. Like I want to be, like. Part of the biggest reasons I love to travel is I want to experience other cultures. I want to know how they do life, how they experience God, how they engage with each other and with family and all this stuff. And it's necessary for us to, like, Jesus was a really, really good example of that. That he spent more of his time with the sinners, if you will. And he like, yeah, he spent a lot of time in the synagogue and teaching and all that kind of stuff, but he actually spent more of his time in the quote unquote world, engaging with people, talking with people, meeting them where they're at. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we as Christians do that as well, that I think a big part of why we are living in the culture that we're living in now is because the church disengaged from culture and went and built their own systems and so the church ran away from like media and it's like well we'll make our own movies and it's like well actually most our movies christian movies sucked and nobody wanted to watch them and so we ended up basically running away and disengaging from hollywood and now we wonder why movies are the way that they are it's like well we ran away from it and so I, I really, really appreciate that. And I think it's it's necessary for us. I even think of, uh, there's a political analyst, uh, Dave Rubin, um, and he is a, he was a Democrat. He identified as a Democrat. He's a openly homosexual, gay, married man. And he is now basically ridiculed by Democrats because he, started communicating and talking as like a free thinker of like, I'm not going to fit in your box of progressive ideology and all stuff. And so he's actually closer friends with more right leaning people like Ben Shapiro or whatever. And like all these political things. But anyways, one thing that Dave Rubin does every year, which I absolutely love is he turns off his phone. He turns off social media. He disconnects from everything for the entire month of August every year. And he just goes around and does life and engages with people. And he always comes back and he does this like big show where somebody, usually Ben Shapiro or one of his friends will host it and basically fill him in on everything that he missed during the month while he was gone, which is kind of fun. Um, But he talks about that. He's like, man, I wish more people would just disconnect from the what you were talking about echo chambers that we tend to live our lives in and actually engage with people because we would find that i have far more in common with my neighbor with (laughs) people around me than than what disconnects me and it's really really important that especially for us as christians that we don't disconnect from the world that we don't disconnect from people that we don't actually put ourselves in an identity box of I'm a Christian. I can't talk to those people or I'm a Christian. I can't engage with that. Now I'm not saying go out, do everything the world does. No, it's very clear. We're supposed to look different. We're supposed to live different, but I'm talking about engaging with it. Paul said, I become all things to all men in order to like love some, in order to get some into the kingdom, in order to reach one person. He's like, he began to understand that, he needed to be able to connect with people. He had to be able yeah. to connect with a culture that was desperate for the good news of Jesus. And we cannot allow our identity to become, to become so small that we disconnect from yeah. parts of the world that we're actually called to save. Yeah. And like this is why we're here as people. That you, re- I believe you referenced earlier that Jesus said, the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world that Jesus came to save and to bring life and to bring hope and to bring a message of good news. And this is why we're here on this earth. And if we disconnect, the world will never hear the good news that we carry. 
Yeah. And the message that we're supposed to be living every day. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a, in the church I uh, that scripture is quoted quite often of um be in the world but not of the world and Christianity as a whole has focused on the don't be of the world so much that they've forgotten that they're supposed to be in the world. Yeah. And the church, I believe it was, uh, was it Nehemiah or Jeremiah? One of those guys who was told to go into Babylon and subvert the culture. It was like Israel, Israel was told to be in Babylon to be part of mm-hmm. that culture and to change it. Yeah. And it and the false prophets were saying don't engage with that culture. And the prophets of God were saying we're supposed to engage with that culture yeah. and change it. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes this label of false prophet is thrown on people who I see are doing the very thing that Jesus did, but it's actually a label that um, comes back onto the ones that are casting it. And um, being in the world means engaging with culture. It means loving people. It means um, subverting the expectation of what a Christian actually is. Mm-hmm and changing the mindset and the heartbeat of everything around you because that's what actually being a Christian does naturally. And it's a natural state of being. It's not something that you have to try to do. Mm-hmm. something that happens as you become and you step into what you actually were created to be as a, an individual who loves Jesus and, and is called according to the purposes of God. And so, it, in case you couldn't tell, it really gets my panties in a knot, <laughs> as it were, <laughs> when I see these types of things go down where the church disengages from culture, disengages from talks about sexuality, disengages mm-hmm. from talks about pornography, disengages from talks about, um, y- like, for instance, boycotting Starbucks or boycotting Netflix, or boycotting Disney because they don't look like a Christian organization. It's like, well, yeah, because you're boycotting and you're showing that that there's a a ugly side of this whole don't be of the uh, of the world type of a deal. When we're actually the first part of that commandment is to be in the world, yeah. and then Jesus is like, and don't look like it. Just don't look like don't look like them. Don't go to swingers clubs and Mm. you know like that video the swinger evangelists or whatever like don't do that but also don't don't boycott starbucks you know yeah (laughs) yeah it's i mean i i agree with you man this this will get me real fired up (laughs) real quick man like we do we do jesus a major disservice yes that the culture we so often are pushing against and fighting against is the culture that we were commanded to love and to lay down our lives for. And we we position ourselves in our hearts so often as the enemy of yeah. people rather than doing real warfare like we were designed to and like you're talking about, that we're actually supposed to be in it and just be different. The like the whole idea of this podcast and it being called Uncovered is we want open, honest conversation. We want yeah. us to live authentic lives. We're doing this a big part for us to grow and for us to process even verbally and, yeah. and get to what it looks like for us to be authentic humans and authentic Christians. And the world is craving that. The world is desperate for life the world is desperate for hope and love and peace and joy and they will never see it if we stay isolated if we stay separate if we live in our own echo chambers and we live bound in this box of our label and identity as a christian 
when actually I'm a son of God and I've been put here on this earth for a reason, that I'm not going to give in to the lie of past generations of I'm just waiting for the trumpet to blast and for me to get out of here. Like, I'm here for a reason that I've been called and put on this earth to change society, to change culture, to reshape and reframe the way the world looks, that this is why I'm here, and I'm not going to run away from it. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm going to stand in the middle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like you referenced, like Jeremiah told the children of Israel, like, go into the land, engage, be fruitful, multiply, have families, plant fields, plant crops, bless the place that I've put you. Yes. And then it will begin to subvert and change yes. the culture that you live in. And we, we tend to think that the world is a bigger influence on us, but when we actually live according to who we really are and we live filled in the spirit, that I influence the world far more than the world can ever influence me. That when I live filled with the Spirit of God, live as a son of God as I'm supposed to be on this earth, that the world changes around me, that I influence atmospheres. I'm not influenced by atmospheres. Like we see Jesus when he's woken on the boat by the disciples because of the storm that's going on. He changed the weather. He changed the atmosphere. He was not a victim to the atmosphere. He changed it. And that's what we're called to do on this earth as well. And it, like you said, <laughs> gets me fired up, gets me triggered <laughs> when, when we use these, these labels even. And we, yeah. we have this false sense of identity of I'm a Christian, I've got to be separate. It's yeah. like, yeah, look different, be different, make different choices, speak differently, okay? Yeah. But don't disengage, don't run away, don't hide in a hole. That we're not we're not supposed to be hiding from the world. We're supposed to be living in this world and changing it from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way change can ever happen is from the inside out. Yep. So. Yeah, that's so good, so true. I was actually a. Right before we started this podcast episode, actually, I uh, was on Facebook and there was a post which it was really good. Um, post and, and a conversation that was happening in the comments but um like using the phrase oh my god is that taking the lord's name in vain and um i just put like well i've always taken that to mean like don't approve of things that i wouldn't approve of like god saying like don't put my name on something that i wouldn't put my name on mm. so like we as his ambassadors carry his seal of approval and in that, we have the um, scary power of being able to say, well, sin is okay, mm-hmm. when God never said that. Yeah. And in doing so, take the Lord's name in vain. And we, we put it on something that was never it was never meant to be put on, and we approve of something that he would never approve of. And that's another way of being like Jesus is, I only do and say what I see my father doing and saying and so we're not here to condemn we're here to encourage we're here to build up we're here to love we're here to bring peace and not the sword like jesus said yeah um we're we're here to um, bring people from death to life from darkness to light and that's what we're hoping to sort of do in this journey and in the meantime uncover ourselves and help you maybe bring some clarity to your own life to your own journey so yeah it's really good man if you're listening to this and you uh, aren't a christian and you don't believe like we do i just want you to know that jesus loves you right where you're at that, that it's not just some cool creative stories written in an old book but jesus really is a son of god he really came and he really died for you and he really really loves you and uh, i don't want you to be bound by uh, any labels that have been put on you by others or by yourself where you felt limited you felt like man maybe this really isn't who i am yeah Um, i want you to be everything that god intended for you to be the bible says that he has good plans for you plans to prosper you to give you a hope in the future and so i just want you to be encouraged today and hey if you're if you are a christian and you're listening to this don't disengage 
love the world around you, love your neighbors, see what you can do even in the midst of this coronavirus crisis and stuff, see what you can do to love people around you, obviously, you know, keep your six feet of distance or whatever you need to do, <laughs> but let's let's love the world like God's called us to, yeah. let's be good ambassadors, let's live our real identity as sons and daughters of God, not in echo chambers and isolated from from the world that we're actually here to love and to change and to transform. Yeah, um, to serve and to protect. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed enjoyed our conversation today. If you uh, if you want to go ahead and rate, like the podcast, leave comments. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at podcast dot uncovered. We will be posting on there. If you have any questions for us that you want us to answer, I think in the next uh, podcast episode we will answer some questions um, that, that you, our listeners, might have. We love to interact and engage with you the best that we can. And if you got some feedback for us, any uh, constructive criticism or anything like that, we can take it. We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, I hope you're doing well. Be blessed. Have a, have a great week this week. Bye. <laughs> Later. Later.